listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. You're listening to the Paragon of Broadcasting Excellence. The Lance J Radio Network coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I was actually going to start today's show talking about Victor Wimbenyama and the NBA draft. Carlin's actually coming in. So I'm going to talk about something much more important. Today happens to be what would be my mother's 72nd birthday. And I've talked about my mother a lot on this show and, and the experience that I had. I went through I went through a terrible experience in 2021, losing losing my mother and losing my grandfather in the same week. It was absolutely devastating. Completely changed the way that, that I viewed the world. I was, I was, and I like to think that I'm a pretty strong person. I mean, I, I survived Lyme disease. I had a doctor tell me I'd never walk again close to 15 years ago. I've been a high-powered executive in, in my career. Married, married way above my, my weight class. So married, married a, a, a beautiful woman, much too beautiful to, to be with me. And had persevered, but but losing my mother was was so difficult for me, especially. I think my grandfather, he was in his late nineties. It was kind of expected, but losing my mother, it was sudden. She had COVID. She was vaccinated. And it's kind of shaped the last several years of of my life. And and I wanted to talk a little bit just about grief and perseverance. When when I lost my mother, you go through the, the many stages of, of grief and you're kind of in denial about what happened and, and then you're angry. And you go into some people respond with, with loading up on work. Some people go into deep depression. Some people go into vices. Some people try to forget what happened and just completely move on. And I can't tell anyone how, how to manage their grief in, in the situation that they're going to. I just know if you're a chaplain and if you've gone to school for this or, or you've taken classes, you're, you're in psychology. You can learn how to manage grief from, from a leadership perspective, from, from a white paper perspective, talking to the PhDs, the, the individuals that, that study this, the academics. But when you're going through it, it's really, really, really difficult. I was talking to a friend just the other day who went through a similar experience. And I, we, we kind of, I wouldn't say that it's a support group, but I think people that have gone through similar experience want to reach out to one another and make sure, hey, are you good? Are you good? How, how are things going? And it's difficult times uh, when you lose someone that, that you love and that left such an indelible mark on your life and, and someone who poured into you. I was, I was very close to my mother. I talked to my mother pretty much every day on the phone when I lived down on the West Coast. As I got older, I became my, my mother's more of a, more of a confidant. Uh, we had a very mature relationship. I enjoyed her company. And I said on this show, 
I don't have a lot of regrets with my mother. I spent a lot of time with her. We did a lot of things together. But I do wish that we had traveled. We never traveled. We always put it back, pushed it back. It's like, oh, we'll do it. We'll do it next year. We never traveled. I never was able to throw her a huge party. Although, knowing my mother, she probably wouldn't have wanted that. I remember when I first started making some, some money, I wanted to buy my mom a, a Louis Vuitton bag. It was about two, two stacks. And I wanted to get her something nice. And she, she scoffed at, at the idea of me getting, she said, get me a nice handbag that's like 300 bucks and donate the rest of that money to, to charity or to, to the school. My mother was a principal at an academy in Huntsville, Alabama at the time. And she said, why don't you, why don't you buy something cheaper and donate the rest of the money to, to the school? And that's how my mother was. And I think over time, the reason I'm talking about it, obviously to celebrate her on her birthday, over time, I don't look at her, her passing with the same level of grief and sadness and darkness and emptiness. I kind of have shifted into more thinking about everything that my mother did for me and did for my father and, and the way she took care of my grandparents and took care of, I have an uncle that's experiencing some health challenges. Really, my mother, people throw the, the word superwoman around a lot, but my mother was kind of a superwoman within our family. I mean, she was the center of our family. She was the, she was the, the head of the family. I think my grandfather in name was the head of the family, but, but my mother was like the Michael Corleone of the family. You know, my grandfather was like, was like Vito Corleone. But my mom carried out all of the, all of the orders. She made sure that the family reunions were tight and, and she cooked for, for the holidays. She made sure, she made sure that all of us got vaccinated. I didn't want to get vaccinated. I was very skeptical about the vaccination. That's another conversation for another day. I'm, I'm not here to rag on the vaccine. I took the vaccine. I got COVID and, and it really uh, was, was not a bad experience for me. I think the vaccine worked. I just, I just know that the vaccine didn't necessarily work for everybody. There are people that have had adverse outcomes attributed to the vaccine. Now, do I think that that, that percentage outweighs the people that were saved and helped by the vaccine? Absolutely not. So I think the vaccine was a success. I think it helped a lot of people. But there have been individuals, everyone's personal DNA and body makeup is different. And there are people, in my opinion, I haven't run a clinical trial, but there are people you look at that have had, you've seen the blood clots, you've seen the strokes, stuff like that. People that are 40, 44, healthy. Don't just get a stroke or a blood clot. I think that there are, side effects that impact a percentage of the population. And that's not, that's not conspiracy theorists. That's not unsolved mysteries. That's not forensic files. That's not uh, me being Joe Rogan. I'm not trying to be an iconoclast. I work in healthcare. I'm a healthcare guy. And I said that when, when Shannon used to come on the show during the pandemic, Shannon hold a supermodel, good friend of mine from high school. She used to come on the show during the pandemic because really, there was nothing else to do. There was there. 
everything was kind of locked down. We were doing we were doing this show from my front lawn. And Shannon's a good friend, and, and she used to provide a lot of insight. She's a naturopath and a holistic person and a yogi and all of those things. She was just anti-vax. And I said, hey, I'm not anti-vax. But I do understand that, that it's your body, it's your choice. Everyone has a, has a different perspective. You should talk to your doctor, see what your risks are. And like I said, my mother, my mother had the vaccine. And it was difficult to, to watch her, to, to watch her decline. It happened so rapidly. And I remember, I remember going to see her in the hospital, and she had the, she had the BiPAP machine on and really couldn't talk much. There was so much oxygen being forced into her system. And you're talking to your loved one, and you're realizing that this may be the last time you, you see your loved one. And, and my mother was on a ventilator for a month. That was hard to watch. Uh, the doctors and nurses did a fantastic job of taking care of her, but, but unfortunately, we had to make a difficult decision to remove her from life support. There wasn't anything else that we could do. And, and like I said, it was the hardest thing that I went through in my entire life. I just can't really put into words. I'm not articulate enough to describe what it's like to, to lose two people that you love, her and my grandfather, two people that you love, you look up to, you adore it back to back and I'm still getting over it but the reason I bring it up I always want to share positivity I'm not a person who wants to dwell on the negative a lot of people see me in the streets and people that that I know they say that hey James you overcome a whole lot I don't think I've overcome a lot I know a lot of people that lost loved ones to COVID I know a lot of people that are fighting through health issues themselves financial issues marital issues I think we're all overcomers I'm, I'm not a, a therapist. I don't play a therapist on the radio. But continue to work with professional counseling. Don't let anyone, any culture, whatever your background is, make you feel like that, that's soft or, or weak. It's just like any other issue that you're dealing with. You want to talk to someone that can help you through it. And it's going to be, you're going to have great days. You're going to have bad days. I'm at a place now, like I said, it's my mother's birthday, so I was compelled to, to speak on it. And I'm at a place now, I'm more proud of, of what my mother has done in her career and all the people that she helped as an educator and the, the great mother and wife and daughter and sister that she was. And I choose to dwell on that. Doesn't mean that, that I don't shed tears. I, I cry at least once a month, missing my mother. I'll just see something random. I'll be at a restaurant, I'll see a dish that, that she used to make. Or I'll stumble across a picture. I just wanted to share because there are a lot of people that are, that are dealing with grief out there. Continue to, to seek professional help because it really makes a difference. I got Carlin coming in next. We'll talk a little bit of, of NBA, Morning Lanch Day Radio Network. After he's listening live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch Day Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7 
we begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution and we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared and it's boxed in a full cart fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help feeding children everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. Never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you're definitely from uptown, you definitely Manhattan, from New York if you shout it out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Water Labs AI prides itself in understanding the true healthcare industry drivers. Our Transform RCM suite of solutions focuses 100% on intelligent automation. Our solutions make use of robotic process automation, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. The value this brings to our clients greatly impacts the time, effort, and financial constraints that keep healthcare executives up at night. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network HealthCast series, here for Water Labs AI.